Welcome to Watch What Crap Ends, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we just love to talk about. I'm Ben Mandelker, and joining me today, a mere few inches from my face, is mm-hmm. Mr. Ronnie Karam. Hi, Ronnie. How are Hi. you? Hi. Hi. What an honor to have you here in Los Angeles. What an Angeles. honor to be in your beautiful home. Oh, well, thank you. This is the first time we've ever recorded together in, in this place, so I'm I so know. excited. And I'm so flattered to have all these pictures of me in your <laughs> office. It's so nice. Yeah, my office, I still, um, I still, I've been in here actually two years since like this weekend. This weekend was my two year anniversary That's of being crazy. in here. And I still have not put up really any art in this place. It looks good there's, in here, I there's think. Like there's there's I have on my, on my bird poster and I have a bulletin Taylor board. Swift. <laughs> yeah, the old Taylor Swift. Got thing. all your board games. I've, so I've got the You Got Me, that that awesome painting, the cake, the cake version of me. Mm-hmm. I still yeah. not put that up. I have some uh, other ones that are just like hanging around, but you know. It looks good in here, I think. I'll put up a little picture and of my And this guy. You know, we know that Ben is addicted to board games, but <laughs> you really don't understand until you're in here. Because there's a big book shelf that we see in the crappens on demand of your books i mean your games but we don't see that many i guess because you're hiding half of them yeah and then there's a full wall of closets <laughs> with games i have a lot sizes. of games in you here. really do it's my little hobby you know everyone has it. their hobbies and this yes. is this is mine i just hoard i love it board games um but anyway wow there's so much to talk about first and foremost before we dive into potomac Tonight we have take a seat. This will be a good take a seat. This will be a great take a seat because this is the post BravoCon take a seat. This is on Spotify Live at 7 p.m. on the West Coast and 10 p.m. on the East Coast, and uh, we are going to be talking. There's so much, so many random, hilarious stories that came out of BravoCon. There was the Legends Ball that we watched last night too. There were trailers that dropped, and also we know a bunch of you guys went, so can't wait to hear. The stories that you guys all have from going to BravoCon, and there's also, there's, I guess, there's some other non-BravoCon stuff. Only no, there's, there's not. like one thing. Oh, did anything even has the world kept on turning outside <laughs> there of was BravoCon? One, there, there was one piece of news outside of BravoCon, but you know what? We'll discuss it on Take, Take a, seat. a Seat later tonight. So can't TV. wait for that. Can't wait for that. Also, House of the Dragon. Um, uh, it's uh, it's gonna be up on Winter is Crappening, so go subscribe there. The episode will also be here on this podcast, but later it's up there first. So go subscribe to Winter is Crappening. Only two episodes. Well, one episode left of House of the Dragon, and that's it. Let's let's move on to Real Housewives of Potomac, shall we? Let's do her. So last time we ended at Karen's like. Spring has sprung, pretzels have twisted, ice cream has chocolated, spring, spring fling, party, party. <laughs> so we were there, and every Giselle, fucking messy Giselle, man. Yeah. Not one thing to talk about in her own life, so just 
I mean, I got to hand the woman credit. She really just shows up flinging shit all over the place, just mm-hmm. at everybody, you know? But this time, it's at Ashley for her fake divorce and Mia presently in this scene about Mia's wishy-washy cancer stances trying to get attention on Instagram. Yeah. So, uh, but before that even happens, we see a Chiron that says Karen's spring fling. And then it like wipes and turns into and celebration of life. And then it wipes and goes and taco party. <laughs> yeah. So they're in this, this fight and Mia's like, you know what? People go through this all the time. People need to know that we're not perfect. <laughs> okay. What does that even mean? Okay. That she's accusing you of making up shit on Instagram to get pity. And to have a storyline. And you're like, people need to know we're not perfect. And Giselle's like, uh, no one's out here pretending that we're perfect. Okay. Well, what's wrong with me sharing that I was broken? So Mia's basically saying she's posting this to show that like she's one of the people, you know. Uh, that's what that's what she's claiming. And then while these while the, these people are fighting, we cut to Ray and we turn out to the the husband sitting around and Ray goes, he's like that doesn't even look like avocado. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, all reaching for tacos. They're just talking about just avocado Just when tacos. you thought they couldn't come up with anything new to do with avocado. <laughs> I think that's a melon baller. Did they melon ball the avocado? <laughs> that is so smart. <laughs> and then we cut back, and Jacqueline, the new girl, has come over. And she's like, Mia, are you okay, Mia? <laughs> and um, she's standing up for Mia. And she's saying, well, sometimes when you're emotional and you're going through something... Shit's not going to be clear on social media. <laughs> so then Robin's like, um, can I weigh in on this, please? When I read your post, I said, I hope she's okay. But by the way, you left it so open-ended. I felt like you invited that attention. <laughs> and, uh, so basically, Robin's trying to act like, oh, no, I'm totally supportive that you might have cancer. But also, um, you were looking for attention. Well, that's how Mia posted it. Mia did post it like that. She's like, I got a call from the cancer center today. They said, hi, ma'am. How are you? Have you received your Amazon package? It's like, Mia, what are you saying? Can we get to the get to the cancer? Because this is a, and I know how harsh I sound, okay? But this is like a housewife storyline at this point. It's like getting your vagina frozen. It's like yeah. the almost cancer question mark storyline here lisa did who started it lisa marie from married to medicine of the cancer the almost cancer kim zolciak was Uh, she was the pioneer of it how dare i but she was the uh, but she also kind of um hers was a quick moment she didn't draw it out hers was a well hers was more drawn out at the reunion when they called her out on it and she's like but i did and they're like no you didn't she's like but i had a call from a cancer you're like the the sign, the sign? <laughs> the sign cancer that is correct so um yeah so by the way i would hate to be mia's like facebook friend because you know her entire facebook feed is things like well that just happened and you'd yes. be like what happened mia i can't even get into it you're gonna talk to me like that and expect no response like wait who talked to you what happened i went to I never went to tells pet you. boys. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Those people never give you an ending. They leave it open ended just so they can read everybody guessing about their lives. Yeah, it's just nothing important. but cliffhangers about yeah. stupid shit. So, um, so uh, Wendy then Wendy and um, Wendy was and cracking me up because Wendy is standing across the room, seeing all this go on, and she's not on camera. Well, she's not in the 
action. And she just keeps going, what's going on over there? What's going on? What is that? What's going on? They just keep cutting to Wendy going, what's going on? What's going on? Wendy, walk across the fucking room. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what she does. And she's like, what's going on? And so he's like, well, Giselle thinks I was posting about cancer for attention. And Wendy's like, the cancer posts? And uh, Candace basically tells us, yeah, everyone was like curious about that post, but there's a way to ask it. And the way Giselle did it, like that wasn't it. That wasn't And she's just looking at Giselle like, Jesus Christ, really? Come on, Giselle. And Wendy's like, well, uh, do they both feel that way or just Giselle? And Karen's like, who are you to question poor Mia and her almost maybe possibly cancer? We don't know. Maybe it's Virgo. What do we know? And Giselle's like, I didn't die. She goes, yes, but you said it was a cry for help. Hmm? Well, I, but, and then Robin goes, well, this is what we're not going to do. We're not going to sit here and act like Robin and Giselle are the only two people in this world that felt there was something odd. Ashley said it. Karen said it. Candace said it. So we're not going to do that. And everyone's just like looking away every time they mention her name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Jacqueline's like, um, we are talking about cancer here. This is real life. <laughs> when he goes, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude. Who's this? <laughs> <laughs> and Karen just does that lip purse where she's like, ah. <laughs> then we get a yeah. So Mia introduces her to Jacqueline, and Wendy's like, "No, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be wooed. I just, you know, I didn't know who was talking right now." So Robin basically is like, "Well, this the thing is, it was open ended. Like your post, it was like a cliffhanger, you know." And Jacqueline's like, "Well, it was a cliffhanger because she didn't know, and she still doesn't know. She just still doesn't know if she might have cancer." And Mia's like, "And this just in." Something I just got a terrible text. It was the following. Is there more? <laughs> Let me just say this. Just like sitting there staring at Mia. Yes. And then um Cherise comes in. Hey. And she's like hugging everybody. And Karen goes, Oh, hello. Look at you looking gorgeous. Karen goes into that higher register, like that I fucking hate you register. It's like you're yes. looking gorgeous. <laughs> And Giselle's like, are you all uh, good? Uh, and Shasha's like, yeah, we are. <laughs> Karen's just like, she, Karen's basically. <laughs> yeah, Karen is so furious. So she's like, Karen tells us, um, let's be clear. I'm glad to see Cherise. Someone invited her. I did not. <laughs> and Robin's like, well, she said we could invite anyone. <laughs> Shrugs. Yeah, and so uh, Robin thinks that Karen's still upset at Sharice because Sharice ha- brought up those rumors about uh, old blue eyes. <laughs> I love how they make it so light. She's like, oh, I mean, if Karen is still mad about those rumors, <laughs> cut to the reunion. People say you have a boyfriend. I don't talk about that. Blue eyes or whatever the name is. Oh, yeah, I wonder why she's still mad about that. That is so crazy. So crazy. So meanwhile, Mia is still doing her thing. She's like, my mission is bigger than me. I have things to share. I have a story to share. And I honestly feel like I'm going to show this because whatever it is God needs, whatever he needs me to do, I got to do the work. I don't think God was saying, hey, uh, you might have cancer. I need you to post this on Instagram right Confuse now. Confuse everybody. <laughs> yeah. Confuse everybody about the nature of can- the very nature of cancer. And she goes, yeah, well, I can't control my personality disorder. And I, which, hilarious. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, and you know, God, like, 
I honestly feel like I'm the chosen one. And Karen goes, oh, okay. She goes, yeah, whatever he needs. I'm going to do God's work. I'm like, says the steakhouse stripper at the joint chiropractor. Come on. I am a spine and God is my chiropractor. So, so then, um, uh, so then, uh, Giselle starts talking to Gordon. And there's just like stuff happening, happiness. And Katie Ross walks in out of nowhere. Katie is here. And you just, it just cuts to Ray just like looking at her like. Because <sighs> <laughs> I had totally forgotten that Ray had a uh, crush on Katie. And Giselle sees Gordon. And she's like, oh, hello, Gordon. You've lost weight. You look good. And he's like, well, I don't look behind it because you just might find it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone said that to me once I was young and lost weight. And this guy who was directing the musical I was in. Someone said, oh, my God, Ronnie, you lost a lot of weight. And I was like, yeah, I lost weight. And he goes, well, don't look behind you. <laughs> how I, dare you? How, I've never forgotten you, Bill, from Music Theater El Paso. How dare you, sir? I've never heard that expression before. <laughs> don't look behind you. Yeah, like, like I lost behind, it. It's like, don't look behind you. It's there, You'll it's find on your it. butt, right? Yeah. But that's like a thing. That's a virtue these days. People... Well, I shouldn't say these days, but I just feel like that, like, right now, people are, like, all into big butts. The badonk. The badonk, you know? So, that's my social commentary. (laughs) There it is. Could have worked out for you. You guys, like, Ronnie, if you just had a different attitude about it. In a different time. Yeah. So, now Karen's hugging Katie, and she's like, oh, come here, baby. And Katie just looks completely out of her gourd. They're all saying, okay, I don't care. People get mad at me, but I do not care. Katie shows up in green contacts, and her hair is, you know, cut off. And she's just, like, bouncing all over. And, like, she's like, look at me. I can touch the ground. I think Katie literally just came for tacos, and there happened to be... A taco party happening on the show that she used to be. I think she was literally, she was in it for the tacos. Katie was invited. She doesn't even know. Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, so Shasha, meanwhile, she goes up to Karen and she's like, Hey, Karen, I want to catch up with you. I really miss you, Karen. And Karen's like, Mmm. Karen's basically like inhaling her lips. Like she's like, She's like, Well, I look forward to that. Doing some extra mouth chopping. And then we cut to Candy. Candy. Candace and Ashley talking. And Ashley's like, so, I've heard that you're doing some baby stuff. And she goes, yeah, I'm freezing my eggs. And Wendy's like, yeah, I'm just sitting here smiling like, whoa, because I love this. I love that it's not going to be just two of us on one team now. We're going to have somebody else to hate at the Wii U and just ride along with us. And Candace is like, well, I've never, you know, I've, I've never wavered from the fact that Ashley is a fun girl. I'm all about vibes. And you give off a fun vibe. I've never wavered from that. I'm like, can we? roll the montage of her like attacking Ashley with like a butter knife and screaming at her <laughs> and like <laughs> trying to push her off a cliff or something you know well, Candace does a, spe- all, a lot of housewives do this but Candace has really got it down she really starts every season in the like I'm positive I'm cool yeah. everything that happened is totally over I didn't even care at the time like what are you talking about <laughs> I've always said you're a fun girl with good vibes yeah. and like an epi- well it turns out it's this episode but usually it's like two episodes later Candace is like how dare you come into my home 
I gave her a beverage. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of talk about he fed you on this episode. So now, yes. Uh, so now Giselle is talking to Katie, and she's like, "Well, you know, uh, that Ray said he had a big crush on you uh, last season. Uh, Ray, guess who I brought for you? Your crush." Uh. And she like pats him on the butt, and he's like, "Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, "Katie, I haven't seen you in a hundred years." And he, she doesn't, she doesn't just pat him on the butt. She grabs that butt and she like squeezes it and pulls it upwards i mean it was like she was grabbing produce at the supermarket you know <laughs> and karen's like oh are you rubbing gray's head and he's like not only that she grabbed my butt ha 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 <laughs> uh, so then karen's like well i'm gonna be giving a speech in a moment ray i want you to pay attention to the wording okay ray <laughs> oh what are you gonna word in your speech i can't wait to hear yeah um, so Karen gives her speech and she's like, everyone, the spring kickoff celebration is a huge success. It's my, in my intimate circle of friends, we're having conversations that we need to have so we can move forward and we don't have a second to waste. Listening to naysayers, be they coworkers or friends or families or husbands or People at the pharmacy or woodworkers or carpenters, which are sort of like woodworkers, but they're different, and plumbers and... Bus boys, rocks, glasses, I'm just going off the cuff here, tabletops, rain screens on outdoor patios. People who give out samples at Costco. Swatch watches. Um, uh, the lady at the bookstore who watches you. Because she thinks that you're, you're shoplifting. Car wash attendants. Mm. Car wash uh, enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. This is truly a celebration of spring now. So let's have more fun, baby, because the grand dame is back. Woo! <laughs> Starts dancing, and everyone's looking at her like, what the hell? <laughs> where, where did you go? Yeah, and Giselle <laughs> goes, back. Back from where? Uh, and Candace says, back from where, the Himalayas? And Wendy's like, did she go to liquor store and come back? <laughs> Where was she? <laughs> yeah. So I, I just like that um, Karen is doing her own promos for the show, basically. She's like, I'm back, everyone. Sunday's at 8 o'clock. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, Giselle's like, Karen's Karen stuff uh, never makes any sense. Leave it to the Grand Dama. She's throwing a springtime party in a Mexican restaurant. Why would we continue to fall for it and support this woman's beyond me? But you know what? Uh, it's Karen, ah. Mm. You know what? I wonder why I continue to fall for and support Lay's chips. What do you, have you guys just lost your goddamn mind over there? Okay, I fell for your big brother Lay's thing with Taylor. Yeah. Fell for it. Kind of liked it. Crave Lay's now. Okay. But you've gone too far with this BravoCon thing. Okay. Melissa Sprinkle Cookie Lay's Potato Chip. Oh, fuck off. Wait, was there? I missed it. Is that a commercial that aired? I did not see that. Yes. It's it's uh, Melissa at BravoCon and it's um, Darren, you know, like, oh, Darren Car- Melissa. Yeah. She's like, Melissa, you have your own flavored chip. Ha ha ha. Melissa's like, yeah. Lay's Potato Melissa's Sprinkle Cookie Chip. <laughs> And it looks like a big hot brown hockey puck with like chocolate maybe on it and maybe some sprinkle. I don't know what that shit was, but it was horrifying. And it did. No one wants to eat a Melissa's sprinkle cookie. It was thrown in the trash. 
guys that being said if Liz is interested in sponsoring Watcher Crappets and coming up with a bespoke flavor of chip for us we're all ears yes nicotine and Tito's flavored <laughs> for know. me please I'm about to say do we have a cold brew flavored <laughs> potato chip we can arrange for Liz love you <laughs> so now it's like okay we're just seeing everybody with their kids so Robin gets her boys from school and she's like, what are your grades? And Carter says, well, I got three B's and then all A's. Like, uh, you can't say all A's if you got three B's. Yeah, they're really specific about that. That's semantics. It's funny because later on, Robin says something about semantics and she gets the idea of semantics all, all wrong. But here she is having a semantics moment. Mm-hmm. Not an interesting one, but she is having <laughs> but one. there it is. <laughs> So then we have Wendy talking to her kids and she wants, she's saying that they have to learn how to cook because they need to be independent. You know, they need to be able to fend for themselves if need be. And Eddie's like, yeah, you never know when your woman's going to be home to cook for you. She's like, Willie, Willie, Eddie, (laughs) Willie. Here comes one right now. And then Karen's at her plastic surgeon getting uh, sort of like a post-ops. Thank God for Karen. Thank God. Karen is one of those people who can never be fired for scenes like this. I mean, I feel like every other scene is fake, but Karen is just so fake when she's herself that it just makes it glorious. It is so good. So she has this doctor who basically, the doctor, by the way, has the same voice as Tom Sandoval, like the exact same voice. And uh, she's telling us, well, I think that a woman should do things that lift her. This breast augmentation is not for Ray. It's for Karen. K-A-R-E-N. It's called self-love, spelled S-E-L-F-L. Okay, Karen, we get it. (laughs) Well, I just thought, just because I love myself, I need to get rid of my bat wings, my fat deposits under the arm, and then I move them. I move them right in my boobs. To celebrate the body. Mm. <laughs> so the doctors. I like, just love that everybody else. It's like, here's uh, Robin with her kids. Here's Wendy with her kids. Here's Karen with her kids, her boobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Know? And she's also acting like she's accepting the key to the city of, of like Potomac. <laughs> yes. Which is like, I hereby do accept these boobs at a higher level. Thank you very much for the honor. <laughs> Me? There's nothing that says I love myself. Ten faces later than getting some underarm fat put in your boobs. I mean, good for you. So the doctor's like, you look amazing. <laughs> and she's like, well, I didn't need any more confidence, but it didn't hurt. And the point is, it's my life. It's for me, doctor. And he's like, dude, it's sort of like really the beauty of plastic surgery. Not just like helping you physically, but mentally and emotionally, dude. Yeah, it's really about your spirit. Like Jesus Christ would have had nipples up to his waddle if he came in 2022. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, and that's why we're so glad that you're here getting your boobs lifted because every single person should have plastic surgery. It's the beauty <laughs> of it. The boob doctor is at, like, oh, what a spiritual experience. He's like, have fun on your spiritual journey. He's like, have you ever walked in the sand alone but then realized that there's <laughs> two boob prints <laughs> walking alongside you? <laughs> it was Jesus after his boob job. And so Karen's th- like, exactly. And you know, I'm a role model to younger women. <laughs> Real? Are you? Yeah. Yes, of Surrey <laughs> County, of course. <laughs> and she goes, she goes, I want to encourage younger women not to do it in their 20s. <laughs> the doctor and nurse are like, what the fuck? We give you free surgery for you to say this. We give you a boob discount and now you're telling people not to come to our business? <laughs> Dude. So then we go to Candace. Um, 
killing potatoes killing with potatoes. a knife? I mean, is this you trying to be wacky and likable? Is this you being uh, trying to make us all think, wow, that person really should have children? <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't even know what to say about that, but about her peeling with the knife. I feel like that's something that you do when you're like trying to be menacing in like an old movie. Like, so what do you need here? And you're like, you're like very prominently displaying your knife on your knife skills on a potato. I feel like it's like an Ellen Barkin move in a movie mm-hmm. where Ellen Barkin's like peeling a potato angrily yeah. with a knife. It's very Ellen Barkin. I feel like she didn't understand how she was channeling Ellen Barkin <laughs> in that moment. So uh, her sister Crystal comes over and it's one o'clock, everybody. Yeah. And Candace is like, oh my God, my sister is one of my favorite people in the entire world. She was living in an apartment. And my family got her a property, and while she's waiting for it, she's living for a... When Candace is trying to be, like, nice, fun Candace, mm-hmm. she does, like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's a rock star, so she's wearing sunglasses inside all the time. I yeah. can't with you. She's like, I'm just a rock star. I'm going to wear sunglasses and not know how to peel a potato. <laughs> By the way... If you're going to peel a potato with a knife, don't wear sunglasses. Yeah, she wasn't. She wasn't in this <laughs> like, scene. She was. But, she was later. But also, like, um, I love Candace spending so much energy to say that she's not on Dorothy's dime, and then she's telling a story about how basically, like, her her family is like buying another house. I for, think like, that's why week. she is. It's like she's pointing out, like, my sister still lives on the tit, but not me. Not me. Not me. The potato peeler. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell that my mom isn't paying for anything because she wanted to buy me a peeler. And I said, no, I'm going to earn that peeler. And until then, we're using a knife. So she's making chicken stew, which sounds horrifying coming from Cantus. I would not trust her. That's like That sounds like and I, botulism. And I okay. felt like when, when her sister said, what are you making for dinner? Candace, I feel like, if memory serves me, I feel like Candace hesitated. Like she was thinking for a moment she was going to lie. Like she was going to say something like, I'm making beef bourguignon or I'm making a four-course meal. And then she just gave up and goes, I'm making... Chicken stew. <laughs> chicken stew. <laughs> like, yeah. That's just all it is. Just a basic chicken stew. So they start talking about how she's going to, you know, she's just doing so much, guys. Because, you know, she's got a music career. She's a student. She's an artist. She's a wife. And she's like, and I'm trying to be someone's mama. And Crystal's like, bitch. <laughs> Crystal's really like, living. she's like really trying to seize this moment. We had a bunch of auditions this episode, by the way, because you have Jacqueline, you have Crystal later on. We had um, Deborah. There are a lot of people who are yeah. basically like auditioning to be Deborah friends. Deborah really was. Deborah was. Except Deborah thinks she's at like children's theater. I'm not sure. Well, I guess because she has a baby, but she does that thing. I guess when you just get a baby, where she's like, "Hi, <laughs> my but, God, are you having fun?" Deborah did not waste any time in her scene. She was just like, "Okay, here's the list of questions, and we're gonna get through every single one of them because I memorized them." Okay. <laughs> So, um, so you you inspecting for uh, stuff in your teeth? Uh, no, like my lips get dry when I talk too much, so I'm worried that I'm giving you crusty lipped face. Oh, I can. Well, you're not, but also no, I, I'm, okay. I'm okay with I'm okay with crusty lip face. Oh man. <laughs> okay, so um, they're so, basically talking about IVF and the, the standard IVF conversation. Yeah, which I'm tired of. And yes. so then she's like, "Won't it be crazy having children?" Wow. And then she talks about Chris working till 1 a.m. and how tired she is of it. And um, she's like, you know, it's hard because I'm just like used to him being here and us like, you know, 
spending time together. You miss somebody carrying your purse. Just that's fucking what say it. Is. it. That's what really makes you more relatable. It's not pretending you want to fucking cuddle with Chris. Nobody believes that, Candace. We've seen you guys in action. Just say, I mind somebody doing a honeydew list and then carrying my fucking purse at a party. Yeah, okay? and, she, and she misses having him as like her faux manager so that way when things inevitably go wrong she can yell at him and be like it's chris's fault not my fault right you need somebody that you can bitch to about what's going on in your day without them being like babe i'm at work too yeah 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 exactly he now he can pull that card so speaking of deborah by the way we now go to ashley's apartment well michael's apartment that ashley is now staying in and um she's with dylan and, and he's got like a little fire hat on and she puts out like a platter of melted chocolate pastries and <laughs> i like that like i like the ashley charcuterie is just like old cookies she found on the couch <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm just like this is like i don't know like something with chocolate and melty and and some viv that's blurred out and this woman deborah comes over who they, they met each other at a, a mommy play group and Deborah is just like all business. She is just, she said like, it was like the night before the producer said, we have a range of questions we would like you to ask during the scene. You don't have to ask them all, but if you could sort of naturally get to them, that'd be great. And she's like, got it. I'm going to ask every single question and there will be no, there'll be no, like uh, there'll be no dithering. And guess what? Guess where it sounds like they cast her out of. A mommy play group. I yeah. mean, she really did meet at mommy play group. This doesn't sound like a lie because she's like, oh my God, how's Dilly? How are things with you and Michael? How's Michael trying to reel you in? Cheaper to keeper, you know how they say. <laughs> yeah. And so she's, so basically, um, uh, Deborah's, she's asking like she's asking all those questions and Ashley's like yeah well um, you know Michael still stays here and I sleep in a different room um, but it doesn't feel like you know it doesn't feel like we're separated because we still talk about the kids all the time so it still feels the same you know and uh, Deborah's like okay so he's just like trying to reel you back in you know and Ashley's like no 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 but um, they wind up toasting <laughs> Like, yeah, she's like, I need a house. She's like, I want a house, so we're gonna get a house. And Deb's like, but is he gonna move into the house with you? She says, No, he's gonna stay here. She's like, but then who's gonna fix things in your house? <laughs> what if something breaks? And she's like, Well, it'll probably be Michael. And it's like, so uh, this has probably been a long time coming, right? She's like, Yeah, yeah, but it feels the same. Do you think it's gonna be? Do you think he's going to go out for a date? Do you? How soon do you think he's gonna start dating? Okay. Do you think he started dating anyone soon? Do you think he's already started to reprogram things? Like maybe the security code, the remote, right? Why is it 80 degrees in here? She's like, well, I think he did reprogram the thermostat, actually. <laughs> and um, Ashley's like, yeah, I just still feel like feel guilty even thinking about dating because I'm still married. She's like, oh, but are you exclusive? What's going on? Are you dating yet? You still doing TikToks? You could do a new dance. You should have a new uh, dance company with Candace because Candace can sing and you can do dances. It's like, man, Deborah's really going for it. <laughs> And you know Deborah's second season, she's going to be like, oh, she's a bitch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and she cheated on Michael, and she tried to sell one of her kids into a tap dance to her. You know, yeah. like something. She's just going to turn into a monster. And like one of the strangest pivots in this conversation. who sells their child into a tap dance to her, but there you it go. It can happen. So like one of the strangest pivots was that Deborah asks, do you feel like you owe Michael exclusiveness? And she goes, out of respect, I will. And one of the ways I've been coping is I've been doing TikToks. And I love TikTok because you learn these new dances and there's a sense of accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, so it's ridiculous. Your class. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but I, that's why I play video games. I'm like, oh my god, I made it all the way through that land. I walked. I walked the entire way through that land. It's like, but, it's a video game, you idiot. Like, I get it. Everyone has different coping mechanisms, but it was just a way to get You're us gonna to teach set a TikTok up. TikTok class? To say, so I'm going to be teaching a dance class because we just we needed an activity for this episode and we don't have any good ideas. So. But it's TikTok. TikTok it's, I'm going to teach you the, the, the dances that we've learned on, on TikTok because it's empowered me and I want to empower you guys. <laughs> Weird. I saw a TikTok star doing some kind of concert on TV and it was so funny because they had all these people come out, you know, like the chorus dancers and stuff, but they're just staying within that well, one foot that will appear on the phone. I was like, could you guys have added in a grapevine maybe <laughs> or a kick or something? But everything was like... Yeah. That's so funny. That's right. Because they can't, funny? they yeah. can't, like, they're not going to use the stage because they're used to just being confined into. Yeah. It looked like they wow. were pantomiming dancing inside a phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, so uh, we're all we're all thinking about TikTok class now. (laughs) After I just did that little TikTok in my chair, I was like, I could use a TikTok class. That's for sure. Wish they taught one. Seriously. So um, now Giselle goes to a coffee house, and um, Robin shows up with a giant plastic bag of of embellished swag, I guess, because she she's she basically says, "Oh, here's some hoodies that your daughters can model." So, it feels like they're trying to set up a fashion, an embellished fashion show, but they don't really they don't really like stick it, you know? No, she's like, "They'll model it on Instagram, right?" Um, but also you're bringing all these black hoodies into a coffee shop named Vigilante. I was like, "Should we be worried about this scene? What are what are they plotting?" <laughs> I know. Um, so uh, Robin's like, "Well, I have Giselle. I have a bone to pick with you." And Giselle's like, "With me, ah." What did I do now? Wow. Like you know what you did. Think about it. Think about what you did. She's like, "Can you give me a clue?" Ah. <laughs> well, you said, "Whoops, I shouldn't have said that." She goes, "Oh," and we see that it's when Robin was saying. You can't have a house with a man you're divorced from. I mean, Robin has a house with her ex, but she's the only name on that lease. <laughs> or that mortgage. Because shouldn't Robin be the one to tell us that? Yeah. She's like, as soon as it came out, the reaction was like, ooh, and I knew I fucked up. I thought, maybe she knew already. She goes, why would she know that already? <laughs> what if I was telling your business? So Robin tells us the reason why that is is because basically Juan's interest still had not recovered from when they lost all their money. They were swindled by their friends. So it was just easier for for Robin to put her name on as like the, the one person on it, on, on the deed or whatever. Right. I mean, for those, who were, for those who were like worried yeah, about Yeah, no this. one cares. You just blazingly told us three times last week that you want a prenup because you don't think he deserves any of your damn money. So I don't know who you think you're saving here with this. But, yeah. Um, so she's like, well, oh, so uh, Giselle's like, well, you know, here's the thing. Ashley said straight up that they're going through a divorce. Uh, and I don't know why she'd throw that out there when it's not happening. Yeah, and Robin's like, yeah, you know, I really don't like doubting my friends, even though I sort of do it every single season. But, like, it's just like Mia with her health issue, pivot. (laughs) Yeah, it's in the delivery. Well, I think that Ashley is kind of lying about Michael, don't you? Something is weird there. I think she's doing it for her TV reputation. She's sick of people on Twitter being like, why are you still with this ass-grabbing, you know, 
sexual harasser and I think she's finally like I'm leaving him everybody well she was also shamed by the audience and then Nicki Minaj herself last season when they said that she didn't have a storyline because she had just given a baby and was like not as present so maybe that's part of it also or maybe she just wants a house and she's like, let me get this house first, and then we're gonna, then I can be like, and done I think with it him. probably is that cheaper to keep her thing. You know, it's a horrible saying, but mm-hmm. she's probably like, why take half and pay lawyers if I can still have half and not pay lawyers? It's yeah. more half. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, Giselle's, so now they're, they're talking about Giselle and Mia, and Giselle's saying how she doesn't want to be in a bad place with Mia. And so she sends Mia a text that's kind of She doesn't like, want to be in a bad place with Mia. That's <laughs> hilarious. Well, I could get free adjustments at the joint uh, of DC. Uh, first ever. Uh. So she basically sends a text that's like, hey, can we talk? Because my delivery was awful. Yeah, which still isn't an apology. But I guess it's some kind of admission. And uh, she goes, there. I said, my delivery was terrible. A boom. <laughs> and so uh, Robin's like, well, I hung up with Ashley. And then we see this clip of them in a wallpaper store. And Robin's like, wait, wallpaper? Do you have a house? Are you divorcing or not? Who gets wallpaper with someone they're married to? <laughs> so I was like, I can't die. And then she tells me she has this worried look on her face. She goes, I got a DM from Chris Bassett. So now we see a flashback. Of- oh my god, this is the storyline is so cold. <laughs> this is low even for Housewives. So Ashley's like, well, so I get this text from Chris. It's like two forty three a.m., which I thought was so funny because she kept saying it's two forty three a.m. over and over, but we keep seeing the text and it says two forty two, and she's like, I, I don't know why, but that cracked me up because she says it a zillion times. So she's like, yeah, it was two forty three, and it said you should come, you should have come to the W. Isn't that weird? And then I was like, well, who are you with at the W? Because I know it's not your wife. And she's like, oh, he's the general manager (laughs) at the W of the restaurant upstairs. And she goes, oh, oh, I didn't know that. But my issue is still that I know that Candace wasn't there. I was like, there is no issue. And she is so shady, making it sound like he just DM'd her out of the blue. He was responding to one of her stories, like, right. here's me and my girl out on the town. Now, this is the part where I think most listeners will expect that I will give my standard answer thing of, well, but even still, he's texting late at night. And, you know, like, if she doesn't know the full story, it could be considered... I'm not saying that. He's the general manager of the W and he responded to her IG. And I've like I've looked at people's story late at night and just like whatever and you just sort of shoot off a response. It does not mean you're trying to get into anyone's anyone's. Yes, I respond Ooh-ah. to all kinds of people's stories. I do not want to fuck you. I'm just saying that right now. Everybody he that I've responded to. Yeah, he literally I'm just imagining one of my mom's friends being like, you know, Ronnie said you go girl on one of my stories is he trying to fuck me he is right <laughs> he literally is i'm like listen ashley he's not trying to fuck you he's merely trying to use your fame to elevate his position in life a totally different situation yes well that's, that's what all. they're all doing he just wants cameras at that his place or he wants yeah. people to to come so robin is not buying this right and so Robin's like, well, I mean, if he DM'd me that, I wouldn't think that was suspect. And she's so this was just an invitation at 2.43 in the a.m.? I should tell her. I need to tell her. And she's like, I just think he was being friendly. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he slid into her DMs. And then Giselle goes, oh, he slid. He slid. Why are you giving him the benefit of the doubt? <laughs> 
yeah, I am. And and, and so now Robin Giselle, goes, who just finished a season trying to make us believe she's back with that fucking preacher guy who's right. fucking like literally knocking people up from his congregation. She's like, why give him the benefit of the doubt? Duh. So then Robin is like, well, we got to deal with semantics here. It's not like Chris reached out and said, hey, girl, what are you doing? It's 2.30 in the morning. Come visit me at the W. No, Chris responded to your Instagram story. He reached out to Ashley. Well, I can see how some people might think it's weird. I always looked at Chris as someone who cares about his wife and cultivates friendships. Well, that's... <laughs> I always look at Chris and think he's someone who cultivates friendships. That's hilarious to me. But by the way, this is not semantics. But... um. I have nothing to say about it. <laughs> that wasn't me a cliffhanger. I'm, I'm waiting for the end. I was, I was like, like, wait, right. there's, there's not. I was like, he's fired up. I'm fired up. This is one of those moments, like, where sometimes I start talking like I'm fired up, but I'm not fired up, and then I don't know where to go with it. Sort of like when I was talking about the potato peeler earlier. <laughs> well, I like that she's saying, you know, Ashley, this is ridiculous, and besides. He was just responding to a story, you know, which Ashley doesn't mention. Ashley's being so fucking shady here. So the producer's like, oh, wait. So he was responding to a story? So then how does that make it feel like he slid into your DMs? And Ashley goes, well, whether he sent me a DM or whether he was responding to a story, it still feels off. No, those are not the same things, Mm -hmm. ma'am. So then we come back to Giselle and Robin. And Giselle's like, you know why? Chris slides into my DMs, too. And it's always innocent. Robin says, me too. She goes, and it's not a comfortable thing for me, but I just let it ride. I was like, oh God. Here we go. How has Giselle been victimized? Let's, let's hear it. Commercials. Here comes one right now. So Robin's like, well, why is it not comfortable for you? We've been to his house. He cooked us dinner. Remember those duck quesadilla things he tried to do? Yes. Uh, that's the point. Uh, how many gifts about quesadillas can one man send in a DM? Am I right? Uh? So we see a clip of the reunion where, the, where they're on break and everybody's standing up. And Candace tells Chris, what are you mad about exactly? And he's like, the line of questioning. Like, I didn't appreciate the line of questioning. And Giselle says, are you mad? And Chris says, we can talk about it later. We can, we'll talk about it later. So then we come back and Giselle says, yeah, after that thing happened at the reunion, I noticed that he's waiting for me. And then he says, can I talk to you in your room? And I thought, okay, no problem, because I assume my glam is there. Rah. So I walk in the room and they're not there. Now, yeah. did anything happen? No. I was like, so why are you trying to make it sound like he tricked you? He said, can I talk to you privately in your room? How the fuck is he going to know where your glam is or where you're not? She's making it sound like, because even later she adds something like, but I found out that Cal had told him he wasn't going to be there. Right. So? Yeah. I, well, this one's like a little bit weirder of a, a little grayer area for me because I think I like I'm assuming she felt awkward that the two. Well, she says that she felt awkward that the two of them were alone in this room right. and that it could look bad. And um, I think she was uncomfortable with that notion. So I guess what she's saying is that she thought that maybe she wanted him to leave and he didn't leave and said he was ranting and raving. Well, I don't know, because every time they say, well, what were you talking about? She goes, oh, you know what? It was late. I don't remember. I have no idea what was going on. So I think they were shit talking. And then later she was like, wow, he was really drunk in my room or something. But right. Well, I mean, she says that they were like she was in a closed room with a married man and she didn't want to be like put in the optics of cheating because like she obviously has 
she's dealt with that with her ex, you know? So that made her feel uncomfortable. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this one. I don't know, like... Like sounds, have- it sounds fucking shady to me. <laughs> I'll say that. It sounds shady to wait until you're back on camera to be like, and her husband is DMing me. And he's, you know, one of them saying the husband's DMing me. And then the other one's like, and he wanted to speak alone. Right. And he DMs me. And I'm uncomfortable, but he still keeps on doing it. Because that can, you know, they're painting a picture on purpose. Yeah, obviously. they are definitely. Now that said, Chris is... Chris, he so like, I don't want to. I don't want to like preemptively start like standing up for Chris because I have no reason to. But you know, this Giselle just seems to be coming in with all of her weapons out. You know, all yeah. the typical Giselle. Yeah, yeah, and and she's basically saying that he was complaining about Candace, and you know, and and oh, this is where I thought it was a little more of a bullshit moment was when he she says he was complaining about his wife, and he wanted me to know he wasn't happy, and maybe he wanted me to say, oh, I can make you happy. I was like, uh, that that's that to me feels like a stretch. Like if he's bending to you, like that he was, like. I don't know. I have a harder time believing that thing that it was like some sort of like porno moments, you know, where it's like, oh man, my wife. Oh, she never wants to have sex anymore. I'm so horny now, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. So, and then he asked me if I needed help with my pipes. <laughs> and he delivered a pizza at the same time, ma. <laughs> so then um, we go to Karen and Ray, and she's coming home and sweats, and then like a big fur shawl and fur boots. <laughs> so he's like, you okay? I'm getting my new weapon out. It's a tennis racket. She's like, yeah. well, Ray, well, I've got my new weapons out too. He's like. Okay, I like your new boobies. Nice, <laughs> nice boobies. He's like, how was the doctor? She goes, well, it was great. He says they're not going to drop very much more, and I'm happy about that. Now, I know you weren't crazy about me doing it, Ray, and I don't understand your issue with it now as opposed to when I was in my 30s. You thought they looked great back then, Ray. And she's like, you know, I'm not who I was when Ray married me. And now he's like, okay, slow down, because I'm now the age that he was when he married me. And God knows how old he is. I've stopped counting his age. So, no, sir, we will not slow down. He'll be all right. He'll get over it. (laughs) And, of course, when I do say that I'm the age that he was when he met me, that was when he was 29 years old, everyone. (laughs) He was 29 years old. So he's like, well, I'm just, I didn't like it because I don't want young ladies. You know, I know all those young ladies who <laughs> look to you for wisdom. <laughs> but he's like, I don't want, you know, young ladies or even our daughter to feel like they should be doing it. And I don't want them to feel encouraged. And she's like, well, I won't encourage our daughter until she's ready, Ray. He's like, I don't <laughs> want you to encourage her at all. I like that. Like, like it's just, a, it's an inevitability that Raven will want to have implants right like Kara's just <laughs> waiting for the right moment to be like you know what it's time to have this talk i'd love for you to have new boobs you don't choose the boobs the <laughs> boobs choose you it's like a sorting hat <laughs> sorting out of boobs um so he's like she, and he's like well i just don't don't encourage it you know and she's like but what about her self-confidence what about her feeling good what about that that knowledge she has that it's an inevitability that her breasts will never be good enough so yes. she will have to have boobs what about the self-confidence and knowing that you'll never be good enough without paying for additions to your body <laughs> 
<laughs> so then uh, Mia and G go to like a restaurant called Coladas. And so Mia. So Mia. I was going to so say that. Coladas. And um, like she, I can imagine someone saying, "Oh, Mia, I saw you at uh, you at, went to dinner at Pina Coladas." No, I've never been to that establishment. Mm. Were you at Coladas? Yes, very different. <laughs> so she's uh, this is how she talk. I just like watching how people talk to service people because she's like, "Hi, how are you? Three of us. That is awesome." <sighs> So she's telling us that she's opening up um, a, a, a joint chiropractic in D.C. And she's like, it means more than any other location because it's where I was born. It's where I was raised. <laughs> it's chiro- been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, she does. She does have like a New York accent now. She, starts, yeah, she starts adding in an accent this year, which is kind of funny. But I just love the sentimentality around this like shopping mall chiropractic's office like i have worked so hard to get a joint into in washington dc also she acts like it's, it has like she's opening this up in surrey county it's like i you don't know what it means that washington dc finally has a chiropractor <laughs> it's like it's literally the capital of the changing country. lives people changing lives <laughs> Uh, one disc at a time <laughs> so Jacqueline her friend comes in squealing and jumping and she's like oh my god you're so gorgeous and huge hugs and Mia's like oh my god is this my jacket and <laughs> Jacqueline's like this is mine I do have my own clothes you know <laughs> Jacqueline and I have been friends since we were 15 and shared a joint dream of an actual joint opening up in D.C. You know, we've been friends since we were in high school, and we've been inseparable ever since. So Jacqueline's like, um, who do I want to sit next to? Mia goes, you know, it's G. And Jacqueline goes, yeah, I'm your thruple. So the producer asked Mia, is that really your thruple? Because you guys all do seem very close. And she's like, well, I mean, she's his other wife, but they don't do the do. Never. Well, I mean, not with G. We Okay, well, we don't have... Yeah, well, maybe we, but not with G. Well, <laughs> the producer's like she just gets I, totally <laughs> tied up. Like, wait a minute, I do have threesomes with Jacqueline all the time, just not with G. And the producer's like, I just want you to know that you just used the Mountain Dew slogan. <laughs> that's yeah. not a sexual term. Do well, that's do. the first time it's been done in DC. Well, this is we actually were the first people to ever drink Mountain Dew in Capitol Hill. <laughs> <laughs> It was called Mountain Don't until I marched on DC. <laughs> we had a march for do. Yes, we do. <laughs> it didn't catch on. So uh, she's like, I got my pathology report. And guess what? They need further testing. And then she says she was in the MRI for three to four hours, which I didn't know MRIs were that long. I thought they were like an hour. It's Mia. Well, do you believe anything <laughs> that comes out of damn Mia's head? They were probably just spending two of it just rattling or shaking her head around, like <laughs> trying to find something. It's like one of those magic eight balls where the message isn't coming <laughs> up. You're like, I guess I'll shake it again. Well, in order to see my blood on the computer, they had to inject 10 cc's of Mountain Dew. And I said, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, we got the results of your MRI. It just says, not at this time. It's weird. <laughs> I 
don't, I don't, like, I don't the things it. that the little magic eight ball says. Oh. Like when you keep shaking, shaking it, you're like, will I get married? It's like, not at this time. I was like, was that a Mountain Dew slogan at will some I point? Will I be rich? <laughs> Certainly in your future. <laughs> so uh, Mia, Mia's talking about uh, Giselle and she says, well, the fact that, you know, I said, you know what, Giselle, the fact that you're bringing this up right now speaks volumes of who you are right now. This is a group setting and not like a sexual group setting you're not the host you don't get to call the shots here and you're being disrespectful to the host of this taco party so it's about manners she's like i cannot believe she was so rude to accuse me of not having cancer at someone else's party (laughs) yeah (laughs) and g is very on it today as far as just at being the question asker he's like so how do you feel in this moment? Okay, G, okay. So she's like, and Karen. Oh, Jacqueline says, oh, and Karen. Do you think that Karen was doing a CYA? A CYA? Just what's a CYA? And Gordon and Jacqueline at the same time are like, cover your ass, girl. <laughs> and um, uh, Mia's like, well, well, I, it's funny that you say that because while I was on the way to the party, she sent a text message that said, hi, Mia, I know you're super busy, but I wanted to take this time to invite you to this party that I'm throwing. She's like, and I'm like, bitch, I'm on the way. I love that Karen would invite Mia to her party that afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I don't get this. The day of the event, when I'm on the way, she sends me a text. And it's this big, long text. Um, so, yeah, I hope you can come. And also, I just wanted to give you a heads up. I had lunch with the girls, and they all expressed opinions about your post. And I just wanted to share that. Okay, have fun. <laughs> See you soon. And uh, wait, was this the text message or was it later when there was like a picture of, of Karen standing with like a car also attached to it? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I didn't see that. Well, either way. So um, Mia's like, translation, Mia, we've been talking shit about you all week. And I want mm-hmm. you to know before you walk in here. That's what she's basically writing me. And Mia's like, uh, yeah, why not tell me the day before? You've had plenty of opportunities. And then we see multiple scenes. Like, well, I'm thinking of an additional wick. Those are 30 wicks. And what, is that safe? <laughs> is that safe to do? Yeah. So uh, then we go to a place called Swingers, which is a miniature golf place that's like indoors. And Ashley is there. <laughs> to have a talk about Chris trying to fuck her friends. <laughs> they go to a place called Swingers. I did not even I mean, think about that. So this is where it's nighttime and it's like a dark, it's a dim place. And Candace walks in in her sunglasses. I was like, congratulations, <laughs> Candace. Okay. Congrats, Whitney. You made it. <laughs> I'm hearing you all album. over. The- yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing your music all over the radio glad you could wear the sunglasses inside man seriously so um yeah that's right because they have a moment where they're like candace is like are you wearing green too i can't tell because i've got sunglasses on (laughs) so basically ashley wants to talk to candace about this text because or these dms from chris and she's not doing it in front of the group because she knows that'll set ashley off i'm sorry candace off so but she's like i just have to rip the band-aid off so they sit down and um, they, you know, first to talk about the Grammys because Candace went to the Grammys after the taco party because, you know, she's a music artist now and she's re-releasing Deep Space. So yeah. going to the Grammys. And she's like, yeah, I met a lot of great people in music that want to work with me. 
I was like, they were taking your plate away, Candace. You know what I mean? And don't they show her at like a double mint booth or something? It's like, like gum. You know, she's got her sunglasses on. It was like a sign behind her that said, seat fillers register here. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, I mean, the Grammys, that's like a mixing opportunity because I'm still a freshman in the industry and I'm prepping for the re-release of Deep Space. It's called Deep Space deluxe you know the grammys are just all about conversations relationships seeing being seen asking for more bread when your bread is out bringing someone more bread when their bread is out I'm just imagining Pink on her, like, uh, like swirling around in the rafters, and then Candace swirling around with some other sash, being like, hi, Pink, while you're performing, I uh, just want to know if you've heard my music or anything like that. Just, just networking a little bit. So I love Drive Back, the song, and Candace has always gotten on my nerves, but I'm, I'm happy to see someone, like, really work, because, look, Candace does work, right? So I'm excited to see her working and finding success and stuff, but she's still Candace to me. Yeah. Like, I can't, like, get totally behind it, even though I try. I'm like, I'm totally, I love Drive Back, which I really do, mm-hmm. but then she was on BravoCon, because they had the ladies, they had, like, the medley the music, of... Musical medley, yeah. That was some cringe shit. I'm sorry. She and I respect again. It's like I had that respect where I was like, "Wow, Candace is the only one not using a track." No, Sheena also did not use a track, and well, she did. She was singing along to herself. Were, so it was funny to me because the the uh, during that musical montage they were singing to track, but they had Bravo had the mics up, so you really could hear their voices. And I have to say that it really was like the first time we've seen live vocals on TV in many years. At this point, all artists, whenever they're doing any award show, yeah. it's always like they just get on there and they just lip sync to their own music. But Bravo's like, no, you will actually sing. Yeah. Well, Kenya didn't even know her own song, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> like She didn't even bother. Kenya, I think, was just wasted. She did not She know. was terrible. And then um, Melissa Gore... Wait, they had somebody else. Was it Sheena? Sheena. Sheena was, you she know, was Sheena. Okay. She was fine. Well, she doesn't, doesn't require a huge amount She's of She's an idiot, She's like, but like, that's kind of the point. Cause I'm getting ass cold. And She's she a dope. Yeah. So she did that. And then they had Melissa Gorga, who didn't even bother pretending to sing. No. She was just, you know, working it. And then when Candace came out, she's the only one that didn't have her voice playing under it. And I was like, good for her. And then I was like, no, girl, pl- sing the track. No, Candace. Like, is any of this going to be in key? No. The one but thing she did in key was go, hey. <laughs> but the thing is, they didn't give them earpieces so that they could hear themselves. So it like, I was like, you're not going to be able to sing to key without like even being able to hear that. So like, she was just. Oh, is that what it was? I think it was. Oh, I, I was. I actually felt bad was... for her because I, I felt like she's like, you better drive back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy is like on the side, like, yeah, wow, wow. you know, drive back is a bop. <laughs> it is actually a bop. It's a great song. I think it's my number. It might be my number one uh, Bravo song. So anyway, sing that and then sing this like, oh, let me tell you the Grammys. Yeah. It's about drinking water, refilling other people's water, you know, you know seeing a flame go out, relighting the flame. I'm like, were you a cater waiter? <laughs> you know, I felt like being there, it was like they gave me the keys to the kingdom. I mean, well, it was more to their roles. I was a valet, essentially. But, you know, I felt <laughs> the power. I really was like, I was like, I'm going to take the wheel of whoever left their car with me. For the first time, I said, I'm not staying in my own lane. 
<laughs> and let me tell you, that was one deep space. Wow. <laughs> when I, let me tell you something. That's... Her new album is Deep Space the Remix. It's just like her trying to back into a, a space. <laughs> just drive back as her returning her car to someone at the valet. <laughs> the new beat is it's just her it's just her on the cover wearing that like little tuxedo thing like a red vest and a little tuxedo bow tie do you wanna drop back to the customer oh god okay so they they're friends now for whatever reason so she talks about the Grammys, and uh, Candace is like oh how was that a little event you guys had here in the real world and now she's like Oh, it's fine, but you know, there is something. Okay, look, it's really hard for me to talk about this because I don't want you to feel like, I mean, like we're finally getting back to a place where, like, I look at you like a friend, I get, I mean, a friend. So, you know, and then I looked at my Instagram and Chris had DM'd me at 2.43 in the morning. <laughs> and then Candace is sort of trying to cry, I think, a little bit, but she's not quite doing it. Like, she doesn't have her tissue out, you know? Something weird is that. Well, if she goes, my husband, which was kind of yeah. funny. But then she takes off her sunglasses and one of her eyes is like swelling shut. I don't know what happened if she just woke up from a nap when mm. that eye happens. But she's I don't know. Like, well, I took a red eye from the Grammys. Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's like... This is Dude. one of the. This is what happens when you fall asleep on this side of your face in first class. <laughs> it's like a little AA logo. <laughs> it's like you're still wearing your Hertz polo shirt, though, Candace. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, beep 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 beep. Is that an air tag? Oh my god! I forgot to put these keys back on the stand when I left. <laughs> <sighs> so um ash so so ash is like well and i didn't understand the context it was 2 43 in the morning and candace goes well he works there he was still yeah. at work because she tells her the text was hey you should have come to the w and candace is like yeah because he works at the w like so he was still there and ashley goes well i didn't know any of that <laughs> Ashley, but now you do, and you're still bringing it up on camera, you little fucker. So then uh, Candace goes, I mean, so what did you think then? And she said, well, I thought he might have been into my homegirl or something. And like I said, I didn't know the contacts. And, you know, what if you so happened to be going through Chris's phone, and you saw that, and I didn't tell you, and he was fucking my best friend, which maybe he would. I mean, I don't know. How should I know? You are so you are so dirty right now. That well, I do think that was the one the one like thing that Ashley did have. I think that was actually a semi-fair point because if cuz Candace probably does look through Chris's phone and she if she had seen that like she might have gone off. She was like, "I'm going to get ahead of this story." So I do think Ashley has a slight point on that, but everything else is kind of Bullshit, I think it's you know? so shady. So Candace is like, um, okay. Well, she tells us. And then, by the way, the music is like, plink, plink, plink. It's like the serial piano music plinking. <laughs> and she's were like, you or were you not DMing Ashley at 2.42 in the morning? So she says, Ashley didn't know that Chris was the GM of View. Okay, so I can see why she thinks it's weird that he's DMing her at 2 a.m. 2.43! Shut up, get out of my testimonial, okay? <laughs> but I'm choosing to believe that that was not shady, and I'm going to give her one benefit of the doubt token. <laughs> um, this is actually just a set of car keys, not a token. Oh, damn it, I did it again. 
So Candace is uh, so that, but it's like it winds up being like an okay conversation, and and because she, she says, she you know, Ashley Chris is trying to, to rebrand, and he's trying to get my friends to go there to make it like a more hit place. So like, you have a lot of followers. He's saying, come here. If they take your picture, then it'll make my place look good, you know? Right. And she said, but if my husband was out there cheating on me, I would want you to tell me. And Ashley goes, well, you, do you, she says, I want you to tell me because I I would tell you. And Ashley says, yeah, you didn't tell me. And then we see two clips of two years ago where Candace and Giselle, Candace received a text from a friend that Michael was at a strip club, which... Don't you see what this is? I mean, you just saw the motivation, people. Yes, and uh, by the way, I just... I saw an article yesterday that... I'm trying to find it now, that Monique and Chris are separating. Did you see something like that? So weird. So Ashley went... Ashley said that she talked to Monique a week ago, and Monique said that they're separating. Then Monique and Chris made a video that said, can you believe people are saying this is bad? We're not divorcing, and getting all mad. And then Ashley reiterated when someone asked her again at BravoCon, she's like, well, that's what she told me. So, okay, I don't really know. But they also just signed on for another season of Love and Marriage. Um, where did they live? Vienna. Yeah, <laughs> Vienna, <wherever>. Virginia. <laughs> I just tried to do a Google search. I wrote a Monique uh, Coleman instead of Samuel. So I was like, well, there's no information on here. But it's so I don't know. It seems like Monique, like maybe trying to get a little uh, gossip going at BravoCon. I don't, I don't know. That was, by the way, that was the one piece of gossip that was not about BravoCon that I said at the top of the episode. And then I realized, actually, that's relevant to what we're talking about. And now we've addressed it. So we don't even have to talk about it. It's we're not, not even going to do take a seat. In fact, yeah, we're going to stand. We're going to go somewhere we're and stand up. Stand in a seat. How about that? <laughs> so now uh, we're going to, now we go to this dance studio and Ashley shows up with uh, cupcakes. So this is the big TikTok dance thing for getting through a divorce. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you noticed it. But right before this scene, we see flowers on a sidewalk and someone steps on them. I did not notice that. <laughs> it's good to see their B-roll still like... They stomp the com- flowers to Commentary. Yeah. So, also uh, the editor... I'm sorry, Ben. But also okay. the editors do something else this episode where they keep putting the snake rattle in everywhere. Have you noticed that? No, I did that not. But they're always misplaced. Karen's like, Ray, when I got my boobs done, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like when you sometimes are like walking in a hallway and your your foot like catches like the doorstop thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like Wendy. I'm gonna teach you boys how to cook. <laughs> so, um, so uh, Ashley, uh, so Robin shows up. Robin's first, which is they're all like shocked that Robin's first because she's always last. And she and Ashley tells Robin that she spoke to Candace about those DMs and everything. And then, oh, this is where it was. This is where Ashley got a text from Karen. And Karen's text said, Ashley, I'm so excited to, I was so excited to drop it like it's hot with you. And I unfortunately think it's best I go home because I have a 145 degree fever. And, you know, do twerk for me if you can and have fun. But then there's also a photo of Karen standing with like her car. (laughs) Like smiling, like, and on top of that, here's a car. <laughs> Candace parked it for me. <laughs> Just like this, one hundred and two. I've got a one hundred and two fever, Ashley. And then Ashley's like, she can't come. She's got a one hundred and two fever. Karen has a one hundred and two fever. Where's Karen? One hundred and two fever. She DM'd her at two forty three. <laughs> uh. 
So, yeah, so there's cupcakes and champagne, and uh, Giselle comes, and so they're all, you know, helloing or whatever. And so they think that Karen is just lying because she's mad that Sharice is coming, which, of course, Robin is trying to trigger Karen with mm-hmm. this whole time. Because now Karen is friends with Giselle again, so Robin's going to do whatever she can to ruin it. Right, yeah, so Karen's basically avoiding Sharice here. And so, and they're just like all joking about, or they're talking about it and stuff. And so Ash is asking like what happened and um, Giselle now thinks, she's like, well, uh, I want to find out what happened because I think Charissa has the tea uh, on Karen. Uh. So yeah. now she thinks that Charisse actually, there's like more to the story. Charisse coming on to give it, Charisse is coming on to give it to Karen. Yeah. Um. So Giselle, it, they're starting to drink and Ashley's saying she's on the wagon. And of course, Giselle doesn't believe that for two seconds. She's like, uh, you said that at the party and I looked up and you were guzzling it down. I was like, <laughs> God damn. And I was like, well, it's a journey, okay? It's for a higher vibration so i can get pregnant (laughs) yeah i was like okay well enjoy that journey so um uh so robin's like uh she's like uh robin says do you all have something to talk about and giselle's like do we uh and now she's like well i felt like at the spring fling you were like a little accusatory with like the what's going on are you doing this for attention She's like, you're conflicting two different conversations. Not conflicting, conflicting. <laughs> yes, I want you yes. to fight with two different conversations. <laughs> but I was saying, uh, Mia is doing social media for attention. As for you, it was... And just uh, Sharice just barges in again. This is what she did at the party. She just barges in. She's like, hello, how's everybody? Hello. <laughs> it's Tata. So Giselle's like, okay, well, hold on, Sharice. Because um, I was... What's wrong with me? She's like, I've I called was... her Cherie, Charisse, Charousse, Charasse. <laughs> Chartreuse. God dang. She, but she's like, hold on, I have things to say to Ashley here. She's like, I by no means was uh, being accusatory, but my intention was to express that divorce is not something that I play with. And it seemed like you were playing with it a bit uh, because you're like getting a divorce, but also buying a house with a man. And I don't play around with divorce. I just gossip about it. Uh, it's a horrible thing, but fun to talk about. Uh, you don't buy a house with someone you are divorcing. Two things I'm serious about. Divorce, uh, cancer, rock. I was like, why are you... Uh, what are you... Uh, having a protest against everyone's life, Giselle. Okay? But, like, get your... Paint your walls. And then Ashley... <laughs> and then Ashley, her response is not great. She's like, she's like, but you, did you and Jamal reconcile? And Giselle's like, 15 years later. Ah. And she's like, it doesn't matter. I didn't know there was a statute of limitations on someone's affections. Mm-hmm. I was like... So you're going to buy this house on spec that you and Michael may rekindle 15 years down the line. No, she's just saying it's my fucking business. This old, this rich old man is going to die any second. Why not get half of the money when his fucking gargoyle ass goes under? He's going to buy me a $2 million house. What the fuck would I divorce him for? You know he's going to still pay all her bills. Yeah. So you can divorce him later. Yeah. So she sounds like, well, are you guys back together? And she's like, no, but we could be back together. I mean, Michael hasn't cheated on me and he hasn't had any children outside of her marriage. (laughs) Wow. Way to move the goalposts. I know. And Giselle goes, he hasn't cheated on you? And she goes, not lately. (laughs) Yeah. But I like when she said, you know, it's not like he had a child out of, he had a child outside of the relationship because that's really a slam on Giselle. 
Because that's what oh, Jamal did, allegedly. You're right. you're right. God, there's so many things you miss on the set, the show. Really. Yeah, because Ashley's sneaky. You know, she talks like, I mean, it's not like he had a child outside the relationship, so that's good. And I was yeah. like, why would she say that? But then it, yeah, it was a me. hidden jab. So um, Giselle's like, uh, I don't know. What am I talking about? I got lost. <laughs> Don't worry. There's only 45 minutes left of the episode. God, no kidding. So Ashley's so um, she's Here just saying go. that Here she doesn't have. Yeah. She, she, there's no tension. They're having a good divorce. There's no tension. And it's not as hostile as it is for some other people, which is hilarious because I feel like we always meet these people who go or like actually like we're having like a really good amicable divorce. I'm like. Enjoy it now because it's about to go to sale. Right. When he sends all your money to his fucking Swiss bank account that you can't get a hold of. Yeah. So um, basically, I think it's none of Giselle's business, but I also think Giselle's right. And Ashley's just lying to get a storyline. Yeah. So then um, Giselle's like, well, look, I want happiness. I want peace. And then we get the teacher, the dance teacher. So they all go in and warm up, and they're doing, like, their sexy dancing. <laughs> and Candace and Mia end up coming. And then and Shasha's like, ow, I got a Charlie horse already. <laughs> so That is so Shasha in, like, the sexy heels TikTok dance class to be like, Charlie horse. I got a Charlie horse. <laughs> so Mia's like, well, I'm just coming here for Ashley because she didn't come at me sideways. And the reason I didn't respond to Giselle's text is because I don't respond to people who are disrespectful. And once you disrespect me, you go back to making an appointment bench. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just love how she like lands those lines. Like she's like, got him. Yeah, <laughs> Giselle doesn't time. care. Giselle does not care. She's like the embodiment of how she really thinks she just did something. And then meanwhile, Wendy's advancing her storyline, which is that she has so much on her plate. She's like, I had to chaperone my son's field trip and then do commentary on the new Supreme Court justice and I can't even manage the things that are on my plate and here I am doing something else I got a plate with too much stuff on it from the Supreme Court to stripper class in in a strip mall um, but I like when she says uh, yeah I was very busy because I had to do commentary on the Supreme Court and then we cut to the footage and go what do you have to say she goes I can't even put it into words. I'm like, great. How much money do you make for this exactly? She's like, well, I'm so happy for Kentaji Brown, but I wonder if she has as much stuff on her plate as I do. Can't get it all done. Am I right? I bet she taught her children how to cook. <laughs> so then uh, they do this sexy dance class and Robin can't do it. Everyone no. else can do it pretty well. I mean, those yeah. leg extensions. I'm like, wow, all of you can extend your leg up like that? How I the know. hell? And Giselle, it was funny because Giselle was really good at it. She had like all her ankles and then it cuts to Robin being like, ah. Well, isn't Giselle like notorious for being a terrible dancer? Well, she's but maybe a bad it's when dancer. they slow it down. It's like you just have to stretch your leg up slowly. She can do that. Yeah, it's more about she can. I think she can pose, but she can't dance. And this dancing was slow enough that it was kind of like a series of poses. Like yeah. it was just like pose okay. transitions. Well, you good know? for her. Yeah, she looked great. So yeah, I was just 
like wow i've never seen these scenes where i'm like wow these housewives are all very talented but this one i was like yes extant shots yes so then it ends and they all of course me is like i'm gonna go home and show jean what i learned which gives us all a great visual down that down and then um uh, candace announces that she's not drinking because of ivf because they're gonna go out to like the main the lobby area to have cocktails and stuff so of course robin and giselle have a fucking problem with it well robin she's like why are you having alcohol and she says because of ivf and she goes what does that even mean i mean can you guys just try and she goes well yeah but i'm gonna freeze my eggs and she goes but if you can still try why would you just waste eighteen thousand dollars she's like i don't think you understand the idea of a backup plan which may explain why you live in a little brick house (laughs) whose names are you putting on the eggs (laughs) so shasha is like so ashley are you gonna put out a divorce statement and when is that gonna happen and ashley's like um well i'm gonna put it out when i'm approved for my loan at the bank basically they're not announcing their divorce until they can lock down this house yeah but actually it's just like loan fraud she's like <laughs> well we're gonna divorce but i have better credit with michael so the second we get our house and i'm gonna divorce him and the bank's gonna be stuck with my ass <laughs> and it's also like michael's connection to the bank too so it's like yeah <laughs> it's like okay so then giselle's saying that giselle wants to needs to talk to candace about chris's behavior she she wants to approach it and uh, she you know because she didn't like Chris sliding into her DMs and and the way he acted at the reunion which was funny by the way it was funny that they actually voiced the words the reunion because every other time on every show on Bravo whenever they like mention stuff that happened at the at the reunion they always sort of vaguely say I didn't like what happened when we were in New York together you know <laughs> yeah. so it was like a like that was I feel like a, a, a moment to actually articulate the reunion so she sits candace down they're sitting on the dance studio floor and giselle's like well i wanted to talk to you really quickly in light of chris had dm'd ashley which i know you know about um there was a situation where chris made me feel completely uncomfortable and at this point i need to tell you i was like okay so now you've worked it up into now you've worked yourself into a real lather about this yes i was extremely uncomfortable we were in the reunion and we were at the hallway talking and he was like can i talk to you in your room and i was like cool uh, because my glam is in my room uh, but i get to my room and my glam is gone uh, and i immediately felt like i didn't want to be in this situation uh. so candace is like okay well did he do something did he say something she goes no and she goes no because he wouldn't do that so now you see candace is starting to get a little bit so i was like wow candace is such a good listener as a friend she's I like know. how can i help what did he do what did he say and she's like yep he wouldn't do that so what happened then so she's like well to be honest with you candace it was a long day i was tired i don't really know why but i don't want to be in a room with a married man so the next day i tell cal this and cal's like well i don't like that because he knew i was going to be gone because he said goodbye to me before I left. I was like, okay. So you didn't get enough of reaction from when you were telling Robin. So you've right. added in this cow thing to make it look like Chris tricked you into going to your own room. Come on. But then I also mentioned that I had to go to traffic court. And on top of that, that there was a bird in my yard. And he heard court and yard and realized I was staying at a courtyard by Marriott. He picked up on all the signs. <laughs> so, um, let's see. So then... Candace goes, oh, 
okay, so this is a thing now, huh? So Chris is going to be attacked this year. And yeah. she goes, no, no, he's not. She goes, yes, he is. So Chris thinks of you and Robin and Ashley as friends. And you've been to our home. Chris has cooked for you. That wasn't you a good thing. You at our home. <laughs> yeah, she's saying this as if like as like an it's like an honor to have Chris Bassett make you duck fajitas or whatever. <laughs> he has it was. taught cooking classes on YouTube and currently helps refill sugars <laughs> at the W, even though it's not his job. He okay. will tell you right this way if you go to the W, and this is how you treat him. You want a rooftop patio seat? Call him. Just give him a call. You want someone to turn on that heater or turn it down or something and then come over to your table and say, gosh, I can never get this thing to work. There you go. You have a couple extra wrinkles on your shirt. He will tell you, possibly write you up for it, but always support you through the process. Okay. So she's like, and you're going to say my husband made you feel uncomfortable. And she's like, 100%. Duh. And Giselle goes, I don't have any issues with Chris. And she goes, well, Chris who would put his jacket on a puddle so you didn't have to walk on water who would pour you a drink when you didn't even ask for it or be there for you whenever your salt was out (laughs) you needed more or you didn't want regular pepper you wanted fresh ground and if you had dropped your knife on the floor (laughs) he would just be there in about 10 minutes with a new knife (laughs) Chris okay and Candace is like she is pissed because she sees what Giselle's trying to do and she looks directly at the camera and is like what are we doing what is this yeah she's getting really pissed and Giselle is using language she's using like modern language to make him look like more of a villain I think because she goes yes but you can't disregard what'd she say she's I've lost she's basically myself, like you can't she's diminish like, how i feel yes you can't diminish that how i felt I feel. uncomfortable right and candace know? is like uh-huh so she gets up and she starts getting all her shit and she goes eric i need eric where is he i don't need the camera right now i need eric <laughs> who we find out is the executive producer so she goes into the bathroom for some privacy but eric just keeps the bathroom door like, open to talk to her. Like, Eric does not care. <laughs> Eric he's is like, ready. He's like, you want to yell at me? You can do it on camera, ma'am. Go yeah. for it. If he's if, it, if it's going to be about maligning my fucking husband, you don't want me here. Because the only one who's allowed to do that is me. Okay? Because Michael Darby is available for that. And that ass-grabbing motherfucker that likes to actually make people feel uncomfortable, he's available for that. Not my husband. And then we see flowers, and guess what happens to them? They They slowly die. die. They're like... (laughs) No, the flowers are dying (laughs) under the slander of Chris Bassett. (laughs) And that was the end of that that supersized episode. So, wow. There we go. Yeah, they're setting it up. So, I mean, I love it. I love that, like, say what you will about Giselle. I mean, she shows up to work. They all show up to work. Giselle, I actually enjoy. Like, she used to make me so fucking crazy and now i just really enjoy even her terrible i would never trust her but like on the show i loved i love watching her at least but god she plays dirty she really does but then again she's going for candace yeah and candace is karma you know it's not necessarily karma for anything she did against jamal i mm-hmm. don't think but you know the way you were like oh my god monique traumatized me and the way you yeah. went after michael darby even though he's a total piece of shit and deserved it from somebody it's like eventually it's gonna come back around you know the yeah. way that you treat people it's gonna yep. come back girl it is so enjoy it's not only just gonna, it's not only gonna come back 
It's going to drive back. <laughs> no, maybe in the new one it's, I'm going to walk back, walk back. So drive back didn't really catch on, Candace. <laughs> yeah, not in this moment when we're worried about emissions. Can we make it? I'm going to scooter back, scooter back. <laughs> all right everybody please do join us this evening for take a seat because i'm so excited to hear uh everyone's stories from BravoCon and to talk about all that madness again that's going to be at seven o'clock on the west coast on spotify live so join us and until then we'll be back uh we'll we'll catch you on the next episode here tomorrow y'all bye everyone bye watch what crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors ain't no thing like allison king ashley savoni she don't take no baloney she's not just a sheila she's a daniela itchels dana c Dana do. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Erin McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. Kristen the Piston Anderson. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You're never alone with Lacey Monteleon. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Erica, 500 days of summers. She's the queen bee, it's Sarah Lemke. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. She's a good hobby, it's Lauren Hobgood. Nobody holds a candle to Jamie Kendall. Better do what she says, it's Elva Enriquez. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. We want to hang with Liz Lang. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. <laughs>